to the Hot Takes with Jake podcast. Today I'm joined with my buddy Derek Powell. Um, nothing really planned for for today. Uh, I'm just gonna try out having a having a two person show. So I did want to talk about and Derek. Let me get your opinion on this. Um, what do you What do you think about the first couple of days under the the Biden administration? Um, yeah, I tell you what, it's it's really interesting, and we can already see where this is going. Is just picking up where he left off with Obama. Uh, I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, they were all about just taking out America. I mean, yeah, I I think it said he started, um, and and one day set the record as of any president with the most losses and jobs under any administration ever. Yeah, so it, I, it's pretty crazy. I mean. I know the first was eleven thousand, but has it gone up? It is at fifty thousand now, I think. From what I from what I've seen, um, and let me let me pull up the the article that I have. It's pretty crazy, man. Um, I, I don't know. I, that might be the only thing he's doing because from what I've heard, he's going into hiding or something. Maybe it's taking like a few days off or something. Already. Which which is the great the, honestly the best thing that could happen right now at this point. Yeah, especially when so here here's here's what I got. Fifty thousand union union workers lose their jobs, the abolishing of women's sports, giving eleven million illegal immigrants amnesty and incurring eleven million more during a pandemic with nine percent unemployment, increasing funding for abortion of black babies while cutting funding to Mexico for abortions, redeployment of troops in the Middle East. Eliminating price controls on big pharma and right to try and raising insulin prices by eight hundred percent in his first day of office. It's so funny. All I can do is sit back and laugh. I mean, in a way. Well, yeah, in a way, because because at the same time, you don't. I mean, people losing their jobs is never anything to laugh about. But no. uh, we've just tried to warn leftists for months leading up to this that this is what he was going to do and i I see people defending it now yeah the the fact that who who wants to uh raise prices on like medicine and insulin stuff is like i have a friend that he said under under trump he was paying like 300 400 dollars to get whatever he needed versus when like he was under obama it was like i think close to like Seven thousand or eight thousand dollars or something. Wow, and an eight hundred percent increase on that. Uh, it was something, something like that. I'm pretty sure it was, but he it was on uh, one of the Facebook comments, and I was like, "Holy crap! What a difference, dude!" But I mean, it, it look, it's fru- it's so frustrating because because you sit there and try and warn people, and you and, and people with no idea of how the economy works and the the detriment of shutting down jobs like this the like i don't understand how people can sit sit back and look at that and be okay with it uh, i don't i don't either and it's like i said it's just crazy to me how how they sit here politicians or anybody no matter what side it is and sit here and say that they care for the american people and then turn around and just and just totally destroy it you know, what I mean, like, make it impossible for anybody to do anything. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they. I don't think they actually do care. 
Oh, I mean, there's, there's it's all about money. And yeah. Trump never was about the money. I mean, he never was. I mean, well, no, he said from day one that he was he was fighting for the American people, and we saw it over and over again. Uh, what he did, I wish I had a side by side that I could pull up and and talk about uh, Trump's accomplishments versus Biden's mishandling of power. Um, so I just I got a couple more things here. 185, 822 COVID cases his first day. Uh, 4,409 COVID deaths. I haven't seen anyone talking about this. Have you? No. Um, and some of the most important already is like Hank Aaron. And um, what, what was the name? Uh, King? The King guy that I worked for CNN? Larry King. Oh, yeah. They both died from COVID-19. Really? And, yes. Uh, Hank Aaron died from the actual vaccine, I believe. Really? Yeah, I've seen it where Hank Aaron, he said, I'm going to make a point to, about this vaccine. I'm going to make a point. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove a point about it. And they said after two weeks after he took the vaccine, he died. And wow. No shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's old, but he was healthy. I mean, you look yeah. at a healthy guy, and it's, I mean, even though he was older, how can a healthy guy like that just die two weeks later? And... We all know Larry King. There's there's some kind of weird stuff behind Larry King's death. But I think he died from COVID. That's the other thing. You won't hear anybody talking about this the way they talked about Trump. Every every COVID death was Trump's fault, and I guarantee, from even with Biden taking office, it's not going to change. So they'll still find a way because apparently he mishandled. Uh, COVID or whatever, but Biden hasn't done jack shit. Yeah, and and dude, it's it's always Trump's it's always Trump's fault, man. It's like they can't stop talking about Trump. Yeah, they really like really can't. It's like you said the other day, they they secretly love him. Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's all I had to say about it, really. All right, next already said estimated fifty thousand jobs lost between the border wall and Keystone Pipeline when the construction and permits were pulled yesterday. Um he reversed the travel ban from known terrorist states and countries. So there you have it again. He's not really looking out for the American people if you just open our borders to, to terrorists. Yeah. Um, halted the departure from the WHO back to giving them $237 million for nothing but lies. WHO, of course, the World Health Organization. Reverse policy blocking federal funding for non-governmental organizations that provide abortion services. Reverse policy so non-citizens to be included in the census and apportionment of Congress congressional representatives undoes expansion. Un, wow, undoes expansion of immigration enforcement within the United States. Rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which will cause overall loss of nearly four hundred thousand jobs, half of which would be in manufacturing. An average total income loss of more than twenty thousand dollars per for a family of four and aggregate GDP loss of over two point five trillion dollars. Mm. I mean, I'll see how he can do all that in four days. But yeah, uh, he started he started the train of of ruining the the country on day one. So explain to what this uh, this Paris Accord is. Is it like climate control or something? Um, Paris, let me go. 
Let me I've pull heard my notes. about it. Um, but it's just, it's just something I don't really, you know, take my focus to. But, um, no, the, in fact, and the thing is, is like when Trump tried to close all the borders when this, this whole virus came around, uh, like Trump, Trump's been saying this for a year now and, and nothing has changed, but like Biden, he, I mean, he, he didn't like the fact that Trump did that. And, and then now, now he's opening it back up. So, I mean, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But you know nothing they really do makes sense at the end of, at the end of the day. But um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to find this article that I had on the uh, Paris Agreement. Now, hopefully, what what I'm more nervous about is like all these peace deals that Trump has made with um, the other you know Middle Eastern countries is. How is that going to affect their relationship, you know? I have no idea. I don't even... Has he has he said anything if he was going to undo the peace treaties? That, he hasn't said anything about it, but it's like... It's like Trump is... In one year, like literally one year... I mean, I know this is a process of many years, but in one year he had four countries, Middle Eastern countries sign a peace deal and it's like no one has ever been able to do that before and i think the last the last deal before this was i think it was jordan and that was like 30 years ago yeah here's what i got from heritage.org um this article was written in 2019 so Last week, the House Foreign Affairs Committee advanced the Climate Action Now Act, a bill that would block the Trump administration from withdrawing from the Paris Accord and enforce the commitments made under the Obama administration. Those commitments include reducing U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in 2025 by 26 to 28 percent compared to 2005 levels. Trump was right to announce his intent to withdraw from Paris while the climate is indeed changing and human activities playing a role. The chances of looming climate ca- catastrophe are simply unrealistic and not grounded in reality. But even grant, granting such a looming catastrophe, the Paris Agreement itself would do little to alter the climate. To have any impact whatsoever on climate, the entire world would either have to quickly change the way it consumes energy or simply remain undeveloped. Both options are devoid of reality. While many countries are rapidly expanding their use of renewable power, forecasts indicate that coal, oil, and natural gas will continue to provide the overwhelming majority of the world's energy needs well into the future. For developing countries, the highest priorities are to reduce energy poverty and improve living standards. Those who are clamoring for action on climate change are the ones who should actually be most upset with what a sham the Paris Agreement is. It's been celebrated as a breakthrough achievement of the world's developing countries coming together, but it is anything but that. So basically... It just sounds like it's a, a huge waste of time and money. Yeah, and I've never understood like the whole climate change theory. Like, like just on a quick search, it's just an agreement with the United Nations uh, on climate dealing with greenhouse gas emissions, um, adaption, and finance. Like, I just to me, like to me, emissions and all that. Yeah, it might hurt the air that we breathe, whatever, but it's not like 
something that I feel like we need to spend time and money on. I don't think it does. I mean, uh, it might hurt. It might hurt the ozone layer, but does it have any effect on us whatsoever? I mean, you look at China. China's probably the biggest contributor to um, hurting the air that we breathe. They have the most gas emissions of any other country in the entire world. And you think about it, they have what three. 3.54 billion people living in that country. Every single one of them has a car. Yeah. But no, no, nobody cares about China. It's all the United States fault. How, why, why do you live here? If you think we're the worst country in the world? Yeah. I mean, there, there's gotta be something special about America and you can look at this ever since it's created, you know, ever since its origin, but America has just been in everything since. And it's like, if I think if people were to go live or spend a week or two weeks in other countries, I think they'd really see like, you know, what how great it truly is here. Well, well, the thing that makes America so great, right, is everything that these illegal immigrants are fleeing from. Mm-hmm. They they're fleeing from, you know, predominantly socialist countries. Um, Except for Mexico. Mexico is not really socialist. It just, you know, to be frank, it, it sucks. There's a lot of gang violence, a lot of crime. Um, police have little to no effect over the criminals. In fact, most of them are in bed with the criminals. Yeah. So they flee for for the chance of freedom, for the for the chance to do whatever the hell they want with their with their money, with their lives. Yeah. And that's fine. You can you can come here all you want if you if you do it legally. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things. You know, I have a friend that's you know that's illegal, and I worked with him side by side. And uh, it's not like technically his fault. It's like his whole parents' feeling. I, I forgot how he explained it, but he's a good guy. And he does. He, he wants to do the right thing. But he's been trying to do like get his papers and everything for like years. Yeah, I know. Just, I know it's a hard process, and nothing. Yeah, he's working on it. But, 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 but that's that's the cost of living in America mm-hmm. and you can either, you, I, like I said, you can accept it or you move somewhere else, move to Canada. Yeah, man. And I don't know, Canada, from what I heard is, you know, they're, they're acting up a little bit too. It's been a while since I've heard from Canada, but uh, I don't know, man. Like we just, we have it, we have it good here. We have it bad. You know what I mean? It's starting to go bad if we let it, but well, it's going bad because of this, these liberals in the media promoting socialism and, and the fact that we have people that vote for these um, congressmen and women and, and people of power in the government who don't do any research. Yeah. I mean, if, if you you argue with any liberal, do you, do you argue with liberals on your Facebook? Because I do. No, man, I really don't, and I'm surprised. Well, see, the thing that I'm starting to realize more and more is that every time and and <clears throat> I've tried to approach it different ways and it, it, it never fails to end up in an argument because when you come with with facts and proof and links to articles and stuff mm-hmm. oh and and try to explain that to somebody who thinks on emotions they they get more and more fed up because you tell them that their their emotions don't hold any weight when it, yeah. when it comes to, to facts and they can never, and uh, 
me and me and Zach were talking to somebody this morning, and every single time this this lady she would just she would attack us for beliefs and we we're like well why why do you feel this way but she could never give us any reason she just it, she could never back an argument it was it was that she would repeat herself over and over again and when we tried to reach common ground she just called us stupid or racist or whatever and i'm like well we're, we're giving you statistics how are we how are we the stupid ones you know what i'm saying yeah, it's all about pointing fingers. It's like, it's like blaming this and that. And and it's your right. I mean, like, no matter how many facts or proof that you show them, they just they just overlook it. And yeah. it's, it's so I don't know. I don't understand why it's so hard to just look at it and at least try and to look at it. You know. Yeah. And uh, but that's the thing. They they build up so much hatred over yeah. the years that they're blind to the truth. Either they don't want to see it, or or they just don't care enough to to listen to reason. So this is like the way I see it is, I'm never gonna enter an argument unless I truly know like the real facts about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to go into something and make myself look dumb in an argument. Right. And then end up being like I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, this lady in particular was arguing about Trump not doing anything. Uh, for gay people or uh, or women or anything and she said she was a member of the LGBT community and I just I thought it was interesting you know because I had to say you know how could you sit there and <clears throat> and say Trump hasn't done anything for the gay community when he was the first president in history to go into office openly supporting gay marriage yeah I was about to say that he donated millions of dollars to fight H- or fund HIV and AIDS research um appointed the first openly gay cabinet member, appointed four gay ambassadors, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, decriminalized gay marriage in uh, the Middle East. You see, see, here's the thing is, is like, like you said, he's the first one to go into openly, you know, agreeing with, you know, supporting gay marriage. And like, you can look at Obama, and and Bush and uh, and Biden and, and Hillary and Hillary or Hillary and uh, they yeah. all they all was against it. They said I don't believe in it. I said they said yeah. I believe in a woman. Yeah, quote for quote, Obama said I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. Hillary said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and that that just goes back to showing they all steal each other's f- freaking fucking speeches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with it, but at the end of the day, I can't do anything about it. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, this is a country to, to do what you want. So if they want to, if they want to get married, they're going to get married. You know, I remember when Obama, I was in like 11th grade or 12th grade. And I got looked at my phone and he said that he approved, he signed a law where gay marriage you know, it could be lawful. And I was, mm-hmm. my head just exploded. And I was like, no freaking way. And I didn't know whether to think good about it, you know, good or bad about it, but it was like, there's something that huge. Well, the problem with that is how big of a hypocrite Obama is. I have, I have nothing against gay marriage. I have nothing against gay people. I didn't, like I said in my last podcast, I, 
I have gay friends. I have a, a gay cousin. Yeah. Um, or se- second or third cousin. I don't know. Um, well, I think that- and there's a lot of gay conservatives that I like. I mean, there's. I think that bill opened the door to like so many things. Well, you know that bill that he passed, gay marriage. I, I think once he opened that door, you know, there's no shutting it. You know, mm-hmm. they, there is just it allowed everything to go through. Well, that that's for everything. You yeah. You you look at the Washington football team, and. Uh, they got bullied into into taking Redskins off their name. Mm-hmm. So once that door opened, now it's going to be every every team has something offensive about it. Like the Tar Heels, we're talking about. There was a, there were a group. I'm a big North Carolina Tar Heels fan. That's one of the whole reasons I moved to North Carolina. Um, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> we talked about that in gym class all the time, uh, but. Uh, where, where was it going? Uh, oh yeah, they want they wanted to. There was a group commissioning to to uh, change the name of the Tar Heels because it was it had Confederate ties, ties to the Confederacy. Well, before all this, uh, when the Braves were in the playoffs against the Cardinals, um, I think at home, and the Braves were leading like three one, three two, and they were doing the tomahawk chop, and yeah. uh, there was like an absolute rage. And they in the stadium actually made people uh, stop. They made them stop doing the chant because it was so fucking stupid. The Indian Americans, Indians, and so fucking stupid. Once that happened, the Braves lost the whole team, and then they they let the Cardinals come back and win. But now, just even to go more about it, uh, last year that that was in 2018. Oh no, that was that was nineteen. So last year in twenty twenty, the Braves officially dropped the tomahawk the tomahawk chop. <laughs> Any celebrations, and so I think that kind of, like I said, that kind of opened the door. And the, and a lot of Indians were came out and said that doesn't offend us. Yeah. I mean, they no, said, that's the thing. The community that's, said it doesn't offend us. That's the thing. You look at you look at these groups. I know a bunch of Native Americans who were fine with the Redskins being the Redskins. They didn't care. What it is, the people that are are really fighting for this social justice change, whatever the fuck kind of bullshit you want to call it, are white liberals with a savior complex who, who want to be for something they didn't even do. Yeah. There was no white person today that owned a slave. Yeah. There's, oh, there isn't. And they want to, they want to change all this shit in the, in the, under the name of social justice cancel or, and cancel culture and all that other bullshit. But it's not Indians protesting or Native Americans. Sorry, I got to be politically correct on this show or else I'll get thrown off. Um, it, it's these white liberals with savior complex. Just let, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave it alone. If they want to really say, if, if, if they want to cancel it, go take a poll and say, and vote on it. Like, ask them, whatever culture it is, is do y'all find this offensive? Okay, if they say no, 
Leave it alone. I mean, if you want to go that far with it. I, I, wouldn't, would, even, I wouldn't even let it go that far. No. I wouldn't even acknowledge it. I would, I would just say, no, fuck you. It's been this way for years. If yeah. you don't like it, ignore it. But if, if they want to take it this far, I mean, if you really do, let them vote on it. If they say no, leave it alone. And that's not just... I mean, if they if they should go and say, does the Tomahawk Chop offend you? Or does the Washington Redskins offend you? No, leave it alone. Yeah. I don't know why why it should offend anybody. It's a fucking hand motion. Uh, I mean, if, why is it already... Why is it just now offending people in 2020? Yeah. When yeah. it's 2020, 2021, why is, it, why is it offensive now? It hasn't been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And uh, so, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's just... The way things are going, I don't think it's it's gonna calm down at all. Like the whole suit uh, syrup thing, you remember that syrup? Oh uh, uh, yeah, taking uh, was it Aunt Jemima? Dude, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh no, are you talking about the butter with the Land Lakes? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I said, and like these all these riots. Can you hear that? Someone just started their motorcycle up outside of my... I can barely hear it. Okay. I just didn't want it to come through on the podcast. Right. I don't know what people can hear. Um, but I'm going to play this quote, and I want to see if uh, if you've heard this before. I think it's this one. I hope it comes through the mic well enough. This should... Oh, it's an ad. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's an ad. I know, dude. Fuck. Why is it? Why is it not playing? Son of a bitch. What is it? Friendly and being a friend, I think, are two different things. I think there are many whites who act friendly. Toward Negroes, a fox X X friendly toward the lamb, and usually the, the fox is the one who ends up with the lamb chop on his plate. The wolf doesn't act friendly, and therefore the wolf has more difficulty in getting the lamb chop in his plate. I'd like to point out, though, that I, I I say that because it is usually the if you study the structure of the Negro community, economically, politically, civically psychologically and otherwise, is controlled by the white liberal, who usually poses as the friend of the Negro, who actually differs from the white conservative in, in the same way that the fox differs from the wolf. Uh, their appetite is the same. Their motives are the same. It's only their mannerisms and, and methods that differ. I would agree that um, no doubt there have been a large number of, of whites who have posed as liberals and as friends of the Negro and who have time and again betrayed the Negro. Uh, on the other hand, I think one could point to a large number of whites uh, who have struggled for civil rights, for equality, and have got little or nothing out of it, uh, other than uh, quite a few bruises. Give me an example. Well, the, the large number of, of white uh, students who have gone into the South, for example, working for SNCC, and other organizations. Not working for SNCC or other organizations, but working for uh, the white uh, political machines who benefit by the voting 
efforts of Negro, okay? I'll be more specific. Uh, I would cite Herbert Hill, for example, as, an, as, as a kind of person who has uh, championed Negro job rights, for example, uh, in New York City and elsewhere. He has fought the political machine. First time I met Herbert Hill personally was when they were picketing to stop the working on the uh, Harlem Hospital in Harlem. Negroes for 10 years had to fight the city to get uh, an annex built on the Harlem Hospital. Because in Harlem, we need a hospital more so than anything else. Our people are sick. Plus, we do a lot of cutting and shooting of each other, though we profess to be nonviolent. And uh, Herbert Hill brought his forces out and stopped the working on that site. Uh, this is the first time I ever saw him. Then, uh, when work was brought to a halt on a hospital in Harlem, the same Negroes tried to stop the work at the downstate uh, medical center in Brooklyn, which is predominantly white. They, they were out there for three months during the summer. Couldn't stop anything. And I never saw Herbert Hill out there one time. Now, whenever something, whenever it takes uh, a stoppage of something that's going to affect the white man, you find the white liberal absent. But it, when it uh, involves something that primarily will affect the best interests of black people, and black people only, then that white liberal is present. Herbert Hill is the labor secretary for the NAACP. And uh, uh, if he was interested in black people, he would prepare a black man with the type of knowledge and understanding of the labor troubles involving black people that would enable uh, a black man to sit in the same position as secretary of labor or labor secretary in the NAACP. I'm suspicious of whites who join Negroes and always have to be in the lead who always have to be the head, who always have to be at the top in Negro organizations. Those whites who really have the interest of blacks at heart, let them give some advice to some Negroes and stand on the sideline. But don't join the organization and then get at the head of it and pose as a friend of Negroes. Well, I, I would uh, defend his sincerity and his commitment. And more than that, I would say that just because a person is a Negro or a black American does not mean he's going to struggle for, for Negro rights or, or for jobs for Negroes or anything else. I think that today you could point to a large number of, of Negro leaders who have consistently betrayed Negroes in a whole host of areas. They aren't really Negro leaders. These are puppets that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. These are parrots that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. You can't name me a Negro leader who has been a Negro leader who has been betrayed? Who has betrayed Negroes? Who is not? Who has not? Who was that talking? Sounds That was Malcolm Meggs. For some reason, that last half of the video, uh, they just paused his audio. But that wasn't. There was a part of that clip where he'd tell those people not to trust white liberals. And he was getting to that, and that's where the video kind of cut off. But it, but in that video, he said something pretty powerful too, and and he called out liberals and said, "If you want to," he said, "You always find a white liberal at the front of helping black people, and they want to be the head. They don't. That doesn't actually help black people. They say they fight for black people, and that's what gets them." that head seat because it tricks black people into voting for them to have high high uh high seats of the house and we see that still true today with joe biden 
Yeah, it's 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 happened a lot, man. I mean, the Democrats have promised a lot to the black community for the past hundred years, man. Real quick, can you uh can you turn your the volume up on your mic? There you go. Let's see. I don't know. My mic just has a it has a knob knob in the back that I can turn up the volume. Yeah. Do what? Better now. A little bit. Let's see. Let's see. It says audio. When I click on more. That's good. That's good right there. Right there. Yeah. I didn't even change anything. Oh, really? Oh, what? That was weird. Maybe I was talking wider or something. My, uh... Alright. Yeah, I wish I could find that, uh... I wish I could find that clip. I might need to go ahead. You can finish what you were saying. Um, no, I was just saying that the Democrats and I mean everybody has has promised a lot to the black community, and uh, they just they they essentially just try to buy their vote or like, and that, and that's that's kind of like the quote like the quote for like the motto for the Democrat Party is they they focus so much on like the black community, but what do they actually do? They don't do anything. <clears throat> I think uh, Trump has Trump has done. I mean, you can look at when he was younger. Like Trump did a lot for the black community, like a lot. Sorry, I'm still trying to find that clip. But yeah, I mean, when you look at when you look at Trump's accomplishments, he's uh, he's done more for the black community than even Obama did. Yeah, uh, I think it was. 25, no, $250 million a year Jeez. to uh, historically black colleges and universities. Jeez. So they, yeah, because before they used to have, they used to go to the White House and have to ask for funding and they would usually never get it. So what he did was pass a bill that granted them $250 million a year uh, until that bill changes, unless someone passes a bill to stop it. Um, to uh to donate two hundred fifty million dollars a year for them. Well, there was a thing with uh Trump. There was a picture with Trump, and Muhammad Ali. It was, he got this piece, this Nobel Prize or something. Do you remember? It was like back in the nineties or something. Yeah, that was when uh he was he got a, nominated for an award. He did an so. award that was that was given out within the. Black community usually. Yeah, let me try to find it. Because uh, that, that was pretty interesting there. Um, trying to find it. You trying to find that picture? Yeah, exactly what it was for. But he had a good relationship with Muhammad Ali. 
he had a good relationship with a lot of black people until he ran for president. Mm-hmm. He wait, hold on. I, I think I found I'm gonna mute my mic and uh play this video. See if it's the one I'm thinking of. All right, I found it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this video out. If white immigrants uh, can come to the not that one. And son of a bitch, now there's an ad. Mother. <laughs> All right, man. There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox. And a fox is almost is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to. But the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling. You take him for a friend. But Malcolm X got what was coming. Wasn't expecting that song and thing. But what he says is true. And there's there's a longer clip to that. Unfortunately, it's not all on youtube um i'd have to find the video from a while back and maybe that'll be something for the for the next podcast but again he goes on (coughs) and tells you that quote for quote what he says is liberals are the most dangerous well he says the white liberal is the most dangerous person in america because they pretend to be a friend of black people yeah do what they pretend to be a lot of friends with everything. Everybody. Yeah, they. I'm trying to find that Ellis Island. It was the Ellis Island Award. Yeah, the Ellis Island Award. That's it. And he was there with Muhammad Ali. Um, was it Rosa? Oprah Parks? Winfrey too, I think. Yeah, Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's it. Rosa Parks, Muhammad Ali at the Ellis Island Award. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we all know that Donald Trump is not a racist. He deals with everybody, all races, and he wants to help everybody. And yeah. that's, that's just in his blood. I, there was a, there was a black lady that was going viral, um, recently for saying that she wanted to vote for Trump. And what she said was, Trump has helped black people and got no credit for it. Nobody ever knew how much he's helped black people. And she said, the reason I'll vote for Trump is because he's proven time and time again that he doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. He only does the shit that he wants to do, she said. And uh, that's why I'll vote for him, because when he what he did for the black community, he wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have done it if he didn't want to do it, and that's why I vote for him. And people don't want to realize that because CNN has labeled him every ugly name in the book: racist, homophobe, misogynist, xenophobic, whatever, whatever. Think of yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they started making up words just to call him. Well, that whole thing last year with uh, Ice Cube and Fifty Cent when they said that they were going to vote for Donald Trump, or right. until Chelsea Handler came out and said. Oh, she had to remind 50 Cent that he was a black man and couldn't vote for Trump. Freaking racist, man. Yeah, that's racist. But yeah, nobody but they, will ever say that. 
That's literally racist. Apparently, you're not racist unless you're a, a white conservative who voted for Trump. Yeah, I mean, this whole idea, and it, it goes back to that one woman who, the founder of Planned Parenthood, and I will never let this down. What's her name? Um, the founder of Planned Parenthood back in like early 1900s. And her whole idea was to uh, depopulate and murder as many black babies to, de to depopulate the black race. Mar Margaret Sanger. Yeah, Margaret Sanger. And she was for the Democrat Party. Yeah. I mean, well, the KKK was founded by the Democrat Party. Yeah. Don't, so, don't forget that one. So uh, for the past 120 years, the Democrats, like, they've just... The Democrats have been the embodiment of racism, but they, they've been able to hide it by blaming it on conservatives. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people that don't want to do any research. Yeah. And I don't, I don't care who you are, what color you are. You, I mean, everyone has the same ability to do anything in this country. That, and see, Dan Bongino was saying that the scariest person in the world are smart, stupid people. Mm -hmm. It's people who have, you know, like college degrees, but think they know better than everybody else just because they have college degrees like uh, Don Lemon, uh, Brian Stelter, Chris Cuomo were people that he, were, he was targeting. He was saying stupid, stupid people know they're stupid and know their limitations, but smart, yeah. stupid people don't know their limitations. That's smart. I mean, yeah. the Cuomo brothers are crazy. They, 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 should be taken, they should be arrested. Yeah, they're losing too. Dude, they, I don't see how anybody likes can stay in a state like Newsom, California, and New York. I mean, well, see, see, Newsom was able to hide the fact that California's turning into a shithole by legalizing weed. So now everybody just gets so fucking stoned that they don't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I mean, what a better way to do it, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, Cuomo in New York said he's not going to get the vaccine as long as Donald Trump is president. Like, that, sh that should wake people up um, in the state of New York. And so, so why, though? Well, I don't think you can wake anybody up. But now everybody's pushing for this vaccine. Kamala Harris said the same thing. She said she wouldn't get the va vaccine if Trump was in office. Yeah. But the vaccine was created under the trump administration so but now it's okay because he's not in office it's the same fucking vaccine kamala yeah, yeah same thing but they said they're saying that people shouldn't be able to get the 1400 stimulus bill that they're working on now unless they get the vaccine i'm not taking the fucking vaccine i don't care i've never been scared of covid it just sounds like a worse version of the flu I mean, you think about it, a 99.9% .9 survival rate in people without pre-existing conditions and a 99.8 survival rate in people 65 and over with a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Um, I was, I don't know if I saved this thing. Oh, it was a video. And uh, this Nigerian dude, uh, he was a doctor. And he had a, an, an encyclopedia that was dated published in 1989. This is in 1989. Uh, 1989. And it had a, a list of like all the different types of flus, uh, colds, and it said yeah. coronavirus. 
And next Whoa. to it said Common Cold. This is in 1989 encyclopedia. It was yeah, COVID, COVID's been around for years. It just hasn't been. Yeah. The, well, the coronavirus has been around for years, but COVID-19 is an a intensified version of the coronavirus, but not to the extent that liberals made it out to be. Yeah. Nobody, nobody should have lost their jobs because of COVID. The economy should have never been shut down because of COVID. Yeah. Nobody... I mean, rest in peace to all the people that lost their lives. But if you look at, if you really look at the numbers, not that many people have died. Yes, hospitals are overrun. You know why? Because you're telling everybody to go to the fucking hospital yeah. when they get sick. That's why. That's why there's no hospital beds. Nurses would not be overwhelmed right now with the amount of patients that you were seeing if you quit telling people to go to the fucking hospital every time their nose runs. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like, I'm bad when you're getting colds. Like when it when it drops, when it when winter and fall hits, you know, I I get a little under the weather. If you look at what the media's been doing, really the only thing that coronavirus has killed is the flu, the common cold, mm-hmm. strep, and a couple other diseases that come around. Yeah. This time of year, yeah, because nobody's reporting it. Everything yeah. is reported as a COVID death. There was someone who tried to kill, tried to take his life by overdosing on pills. Um, contracted COVID in the hospital, died to liver damage, but they called it a COVID death. No, I got one even worse for you. All right, so CNN got caught. I don't know if you heard it. Last year, this guy was riding his motorcycle on the street, and he uh, had a crash. He, you know, he crashed. I don't know what into. He fell off his mo- motorcycle. He died on the scene, and then took him to the hospital and like ran his blood and all that, and yeah. found that he had COVID nineteen in his blood system, and said he died from COVID. But he died from impact on the motorcycle crash yeah. on the street. and but just because he had COVID in his in his bloodstream, they counted it as a death. Yeah. No, he died from impact of a motorcycle accident. Do you know who Gretchen Whitmer is? No. She's the governor of Michigan. Um, when COVID first started, she was putting COVID positive patients inside a nursing home, and when she was putting COVID positive patients inside a nursing home with COVID negative patients. And one, one guy was in there. He had a thing against old people. He hated elderly people. And, uh, he ended up beating this woman to death. Um, he was COVID positive, but this elderly lady was COVID negative. He beat her to death. Um, and they called it, they wrote it a, a COVID death and she hasn't released her death toll uh, of the, people in nursing homes that she's killed. And uh, the other thing, they interviewed the father of the kid who was arrested. Well, actually, he got off because uh, they called it a COVID death. So he didn't even go to jail for murdering this lady. But he came out and said he should have never been in a room with an elderly person ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Most people, like most liberals are Democrats. They think that Republicans... They have this common, this 
They think that Republicans believe that COVID is not real, like the virus is not real. But the thing is, is like we believe the virus is real, but the whole use and handling of it is is way out of proportion. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I, I like this. I, I like the fact, and I haven't touched on it yet. The reason they think we think it's not real is because they because they they watched a clip that CNN pulled that said Trump said the coronavirus was a hoax. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and watch the actual clip of what he was saying and not what CNN or MSNBC, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, all these stupid fucking sites they get their information from, he said that this is the next hoax hoax that they're going to use to get him out of office, just like Russiagate that they they went and found out was Hillary and the Obama administration all along. It was it was there. They just wanted to use whatever came along to, to use to get him out of office. We know COVID's real. We know COVID is very real. We know people have lost their lives to it. Rest in peace. But not at the rate that they're saying. They make it seem like you know, 50,000 people are dying from COVID every hour on the hour. Like, it's not that serious. I don't I don't want to wear a mask. I'm sorry. I just, I don't. But they don't work. I mean, I'm not going to wear something that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, and and it's something that I have to remember to bring with me every time I leave the fucking house. Yeah. You know? Well, I've, I spray a lot of customers. Um, and a lot of them are Democrat, some of them, whatever, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are, this older, older woman said that she uh, was wearing her mask and she was sanitizing and doing, you know, staying home, and she still got the virus. And her and her husband actually did, like both of them got the virus. He had, he got it first, but he had little to no symptoms. Yeah. The only symptoms he got was like a little knee ache. And yeah. next thing, she, she got it. And she was pretty bad. She was like 70, but she survived. Okay. Well, this is before the vaccine even came out. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, so I asked her, I said, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, what's the point of wearing the mask? She's like, well, it, it works. It helps, you know, I'm like, okay. All right, fine. What's the help? Yeah. I mean, like it helps you, you know, obviously. But does it? I think it just helps her feel better. It's, it's basically all it is. I mean, and, I mean, Fauci was the first one to come out and say that masks don't work. He said, he said masks don't work. There's no need to wear a mask. Stephen Crowder actually said we should probably wear masks to help. And then three months later, this is when COVID first first started in the United States. And then Fauci came out and said, yeah, probably should wear a mask. And uh, now. He's, he's coming out again after liberals have forced this mask mandates all over the fucking country. He's come out and said, you know what, guys, like, mm, looking at it, masks really, really don't help a lot. Yeah. Especially all these ones that you see people making, these these fabric ones, and nobody washes them. They yeah. just wear the same mask every day. Yeah, I wash mine, like, every week. I, personally, I don't. I... I I have a mask. I 
I'll bring it with me if I'm going inside a customer's home to do inside pest control treatment on their house. But other than that, if I'm going shopping or, or anywhere else, yeah, I don't wear a mask. Uh, I don't care. Well, you know, the fact that Biden says he has this great master plan to take down the, the pandemic. Yeah, he said that for eight months. What? He, he done jack shit. He just he came out the the other day and said that there's there's nothing he can do for the virus. So that's gonna that's gonna be okay. But Trump handled it wrong somehow. Well, what did he what did he and Obama do with swine flu? Nothing. Dude, I was in sixth grade, dude. You know how many schools shut down for the swine flu? Zero. None. Uh, not my school. Yeah, when you got swine flu, they just sent you home. Dude, so, uh, swine flu was like a big threat apparently. Like, and swine flu is way worse than COVID. And uh, way worse. Scared. Whenever I heard like all these people dying, getting like, I, I watched the news in sixth grade, and I was like, hey, all these people are dying, like getting sick. Yeah, hold on, let me look up something. So it's like, so it's like, that's what makes us, I guess, Republicans, not take this virus seriously, because when we we dealt with all the other viruses back in the day. No school shut down, no restaurants shut down, no nothing. We didn't wear masks, but now all of a sudden you want us to wear one. So that's what makes it hard for us to really take it serious. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I mean, if you want to look at it from a liberal standpoint, apparently Ebola is should be Obama's fault, and that has a 50% survival rate. And I'm still looking at, looking for swine flu. Ebola was bad too. Swine flu has a 0.7 percent uh mortality or uh mortality rate. Seven percent. So that's worse than COVID. So that's yeah. Biden and uh Biden and Obama's fault. We should we should be sure to hold them to the same standard that they held Trump to. Yeah, man. And um, but I I don't know. I mean, we just gotta test it out and uh, see what. How, long, how much longer Biden has an office. Uh, and I have a lot more to talk about this. You know. uh, real quick, uh, for anybody that's watching uh, when, it, when this airs, go to text impeach to 55444. I did it earlier today. Um, the text you'll receive back is on filing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. 75 million Americans are fed up with inaction. Join the fight, become a citizen, and co-sponsor. So if you text impeach to 55444, uh, you can sign the articles of impeachment against Biden. Yeah, um, was that one that one uh, Republican girl said she was already filing yeah, I think that's I think that's her campaign. Okay, good. Yeah, um, maybe you know if we do another another podcast or maybe we can talk a little bit more about what we talk about in our chat, our group yeah. chat. Yeah, you- I will. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll Facetime later when you when you get a chance and we can come up with something. Because um, there's a lot of about that. Yeah, I would I would I would like to uh to shed some more information. Like I said, this was kind of uh, a trial run of how we're gonna do things. I gotta make sure that I can uh upload this to Anchor. Hopefully I can because we had some really good content. Yeah. Excuse me, but 
Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. I think we're gonna end here for today. I right at right at that time yeah. limit that I kinda wanted to get to. So Yeah, it was it was a fun time, dude. I, I enjoy talking about this a lot. And a lot of people need to they, they need answers and I know there's not a lot we can really do. You know, yeah, I, I like I like doing this because you know, you you see my Facebook. I I post a lot of political stuff. Um but the this this shows me who who really wants to hear yeah. what I have to say because uh, I can see my listeners. I can't see who listens to the show, but I can see the amount of people that listen. And uh, last week was good. I had thirty three people. The most I've had is one hundred and ten. So we need to bump that number up, uh, guys. If you like the podcast, please please share it with your friends. I don't. I'm trying to get some some. Uh, sponsors and here to sponsor the show but more importantly i just want to i want to be the next louder with crowd or someone that gets the the facts out there to people um that need to hear so Derek, was there anything uh anything you wanted to say no uh that's about it man it's just you know I, we just gotta wait it out you know see how things go it's gonna be an interesting month but you know, I appreciate you letting me come on here and, and talk about things, and uh, maybe it'll help people out when they hear this. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like I said, I will, uh, I'll uh, contact you either FaceTime or just just text you the rest of the day. I don't know what you have planned, but um, maybe this could be a a more a more common thing having you on the show. Um, so. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I had 57% battery coming in, and like I have only like 20% now. Oh, really? <laughs> so we do it. I need to put some, uh, hook it up to the charger. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but, I, have my, uh, I have my desk set up here, and I just I keep my computer plugged in at all times. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we'll get together sometime and uh, see what else we can conjure up and some information and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, man. I, I appreciate you. Uh, you join um everybody that listens thank you for coming out i hope you enjoyed the show uh stay safe all righty well right. we'll see you next time man sounds good brother all right see you later